It's your boy Dukes, and this is After Sports Talks. You can catch us on Monday at 3 p.m. on The Real 1100 and iHeartRadio. Let's go! Yo, 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 you already know what it is. It's your boy Dukes and Bo. Yo. It's been a minute, man. It's been a long little month, huh? There's been some great things happening. A lot, man. A lot a lot of things in the sports world, and, you know, you know we're going to get into it. You already know, but before we get into the sports, I got to shout it out because it's been one of the most exciting things that happened this past month. My Bo, my nigga Bo, popped that question. Ooh. He asked that big thing, and she didn't say no. Man, she said yes, bro. You say yes, bro. <laughs> you know, you know, man. You know, we've been, we've known each other for decades now, and you know, me and my girl, we've been together for a decade for sure. So you know, it, it, it's been a long time coming, and you know, we got it out the way. Now it's time for the the next steps. So man, tell me about your experiences, man. So people like me, you know, we we haven't crossed that yet. You know, how was it like leading up to that, and how did it feel once you you finally popped the question? Man, you know, honestly. When you've been with someone, you know, as long as we've been together and we have the kind of bond that we have, you know, it was definitely a breath of fresh air. I, I know. But, you know, it, it, nothing's changed, man. We, we we have the same goals, the same aspirations of, you know, who we want to be and, you know, how we want to, you know, move forward as a family. And, man, you know, if, if there's one thing that I could say to anybody out there that's, you know, you know going through a relationship and you're you know trying to take things to the next level man you know you'll know for sure you'll know for sure that's what it's all about man like you know how i feel I, i've been watching this journey with you and brie for the last decade you know i've been seeing how you've been progressing as a man and i'm just so excited and happy for y'all man so i appreciate you again, bro. i appreciate man. you man hey but you already know what time it is we got a lot of sports to talk nfl draft nba playoffs we're gonna get into it Take a real quick commercial break, and then we're going to dive in. Stay with us. Are your pet's vaccinations up to date? Just for Pets Wellness Center can help keep your pets protected from fleas, ticks, heartworms, and other nasty bugs with the latest parasite detection and prevention programs available. We offer parasite screening and prevention to the most advanced topical and chewable medications. Using our online pharmacy is affordable, safe, convenient, and provides home delivery. Visit our website for more information at www.justthenumber4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Be sure to listen to The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Donna Sewell, a podcast that explores emotional health and its impact on everyday life. In The Enclave, we will address emotional health and how it is connected to other parts of your life, such as physical health, relationships, spirituality, and even decision-making. The Wellness Enclave with Dr. Sewell can be found on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Hi there, healthy people. Do you have a healthy product or service? If you are a certified medical professional, fitness trainer, author, or chef, Old Fashioned Health would love to promote your services or product on the Old Fashioned Health radio show. Please reach out to us. Call 404-793-3960 or email us at oldfashionedhealth at gmail.com. You can also contact us at oldfashionedhealth.com. Old Fashioned Health, good health inside and out. Be easy. Um, I don't know about the NFL draft, man. I don't know if the Falcons got me feeling easy. How you feel about your Steelers picks? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling great. Hey. Hey. I, I got a question for you, though. What's up, man? With the, So you're a Steelers fan. I have the feeling that if um, you got Kenny Pickett, if he doesn't beat out Trubisky to be the starter, he's going to be a bust. I mean, I, I, I can't disagree with that. I can't disagree with that, uh, Mitch. You know, one thing that I, I, one thing that I, NFL experience, like gameplay experience, is huge. You know, and Mitch, I, honestly, man, I, I think Mitch might win the job out, maybe for at least week one. But Kenny definitely has the capabilities of beating Mitch out. Ah, man, I, I agree with you though, Greg. It could be. Especially if Mitch wins that first game and, you know, it looks good and, you know, because Mitch is serviceable, 
right? I don't know. What you think? I think y'all should just go ahead and skip over Mitch. It's, it's, it's honestly a waste. Of, I see why y'all did it. I feel like he fits in the atmosphere, the kind of tough nose player he is. But he showed me time and time again he can't get it done on this level. The accuracy is the biggest thing for me with Mitch. Like, being able to push the ball down the field accurately. He moves around in the pocket a lot. You know, and we we kind of need that. We need... For sure. And it's been a long time since the Steelers have, have been in this position. Right. Definitely. Like, I mean, Roethlisberger, he... Uh, I think the quarterback was still Tommy Maddox. He started week one. I think he got hurt. So they had to put Ben in there. Definitely. And he's... And the rest is history. Right. <laughs> um, so it's, it's a... I think it's going to be a unique situation if Pickett is not the starter at some point in the season. So I, I'm, I might be too harsh by saying he's got to be the starter week one, but I think eventually uh, if he does not start, oh, yeah. then it'll be a problem. It's going to be a big problem. So question for you, Bo. Really, what do you want to ideally see happen here? Because let's say Trubisky does work out. Is that bad for you? Um. Well, see, the, the thing about Mitch is I've seen enough. You know, I, I've seen enough. And I do know that – so I, I look at what he had to work with in Chicago, and sure. he didn't have great weapons on the outside. You know, I – he did have a solid defense, though. Um, To me, the, the best-case scenario is – game manager for me for sure for mitch that, that that's just like the best case scenario even if he comes out and does a great, hill kind of game manager. he's not going to be better than that for sure i just you know i don't see him turning the corner and saying or you know and being a pro bowl qb uh you know i just don't see it i don't see him being a pro bowl qb but what i do have to give acknowledgement to is how your organization takes up these players you know, when players go to the organization, they pan out to be a lot better than what I thought. Look and he, he fits the mold. For sure. Tough guy. You know, he's he's and tough. They normally don't waste draft picks. Um, it wasn't until the Minka Fitzpatrick trade that they even Definitely. trade. That was the first round pick. That was the first time. <laughs> Man, right. that was. That and was honestly, I, I mean, you know, we really never talked about that trade. How, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's a, a piece that's now missing? Well, no, I think everything's worked itself out for sure. You know, and I think it, it kind of it's kind of like that with all organizations. You know, the Falcons were Falcon fans were pretty upset in the draft early on, and I think as the draft kind of went on, I think the Falcons I think drafted, we had a drafted decent pretty draft. Well, I mean, we drafted Drake London first, you know, and I had to ask myself, is this something that we need? So. Falcons needs. We, we know we need no, more targets. We know we need more people that can move the ball and take the pressure off pits. But I was thinking, I'm not going to lie, quarterback. You know, we just got a minute for the Matt Ryan. We really need to fill that void and have a leader in the locker room. So dropping Drake at first did not make any sense to me. But when I thought about, you know, we don't know what's happening with really. We see that when Kyle Pitts gets double, we can't get the ball to him. And there's really no other target there. You know, Russell Gage, you know, I like him. You know, I always go say he's my sleeper pick. But let's be serious here. We need a number one receiver. Right. So Drake London is that. The boy is an absolute baller. And I believe by bringing him on the team, no matter what QB we really have behind, the, you know, the O right now, he's going to do numbers and Pitts is going to go off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It. And, you know, at the end of the day, and you know this from our group chat that we, we, we talk in every day, you guys asked me who I wanted to be the Steelers quarterback. And I said, I'm cool with Pickett, Willis, yep. or Ritter. Yep. I said I like that, too. and I mean, I would have been like Ritter is a good pickup for you guys. And yeah, getting him where you got him. Yep. I think once that happened, Falcon fans should have been like, okay, yeah, Drake yeah. London for sure. That in that first pick for sure, it's okay now. I I I asked, well, you know, I wanted Willis early on, and when we didn't get him, we got Drake, and then we got you know Riddler. I was like, I I see that working out, and I'm not at all. Upset about our picks. This is the first year that I get, I would say, the last four or five years. And I'm, I'm honestly not upset. I'm looking forward to the next year. I think we'll be above 500. And yeah, I'm calling it now. We might run into the playoffs. Yeah, man. So I, I do have a question. What do you guys feel about Trayvon Walker going number one? Well, you know, I'm a Trayvon Walker fan, obviously. You know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm hype about him going early. 
but I did not see him going one. Honestly, if I had to pick somebody going one, it was going to be Jordan Davis. Did not see Walker going one, but I get why he went one. The man is a Swiss Army knife. You can move him all over the field. He can play on the rush. He can be a linebacker. He can, he's good in coverage. He Walker can play inside a, a little bit, too. He can play inside. He, he, he's, a, he's an absolute beast, so I get it. What's your thoughts on it? Um, You know, I, I, I like Trayvon's game, man. And, you know, I think when, when you're looking at what a guy can do to help the program out, you're looking at, you know, I think it's so, you know, the Steelers, we, we have a habit of getting a lot of guys who can do multiple different things. And it's other teams that live by that philosophy as well. And you, that helps so much. Football is a, you know, guys are going to get injured. Those are, it's, it's a part of the game. So For when sure. you have someone that can step in and do different things, definitely, I think it just adds more value to maybe he wasn't the best player in the draft. I think he was still top 10. I mean, and if you can say he's still top 10, then at that point, I mean, you may as well take him at one if you can do more things with him. For sure. Yeah, the key, the key thing for someone like Trayvon Walker is that he played inside, outside, he could play in space. Definitely. They need to find one thing to do for him at first. Mm-hmm. Oh, for uh, sure. For sure. Don't, you don't want to overload him because um, we see that with uh, – I think he's starting to come out someone like Isaiah Simmons, who he could play defensive end and linebacker and safety and corner. But it seemed like he wasn't doing very much because he was all over the place. All over the place. But if you put him in one spot, like doing being versatile defensively can work on the college level. I think in the NFL it does not because the perspectives are different. Um, The defenses are more sophisticated. Absolutely. But if there's someone you can move around, that is a plus. But you don't want to put that on a rookie. Right, right, right. So uh, Micah Parsons is probably the only person that I can think of in recent draft history that came in to his rookie season playing multiple positions, starting right away, having the type of impact that he had for them. Micah Parsons plays everywhere for them. He does. It, it, it's been no one can, comparable to him at all. And I, I agree, especially with the organization like the Jacks. You know, they, they, they tend to like to put a lot on their guys coming in anyways. And I like to see a change in that. You know, right. I, I don't want to see them lose anybody else. I don't want to see this young guy get discouraged or better yet, get hurt doing too much. But so, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm real quick, Duke. So I'm going to say this, though. You know, Trayvon Walker's from my girl's hometown, Thomaston, Georgia. And, shout um, out Thomas. They're actually cousins. Oh, wow. And, you know. Everybody cousins there, right? Right. So, you know, it's, a, it's a, right. Everybody's family, you know, but one thing about Thomaston with it being such a small town and, you know, Trayvon has always been a part of this community. You know, he won national championships. They, they, they had never won anything like For that sure. in Thomaston. Like he's already before this, before Georgia, he was already the talk of the town. Definitely. So draft night hit, they turned up and. I can guarantee you that the Jaguars do not understand or realize the fans that Trayvon is going to bring. Like, he's going to bring – he's bringing a whole town behind him. For sure. I'm talking about they've sold jerseys, tons of jerseys already. They, people are buying tickets. Like, people are ready to go support. I promise you, you're going to hear <laughs> – that first game in, in, in Jacksonville, you're going to hear Thomaston. So – so it's safe to say that no one in Thomasins are Falcons fans anymore. They're all Jag fans. I'm not going to say that. They're <laughs> definitely. Now, will they will they go to London because the Jags play in London almost every year? You think they'll go to London too? I think there will be a few people that might try to make that trip. Definitely family, On his behalf, of course. A, I bet but, you. I mean, like I said, everybody is kind of family there, man. These people they they grew up with each other. They this one high school. It's one of everything. It's one Walmart. You can drive in and out of the town in 10 minutes, if that. For sure. So, I mean, I'm telling you, watch that game, that first game in Jacksonville. It's going to be 200 to 1,000 people there. From Thomaston. From Thomaston. The whole town going to be The whole there. town going to be there. My girl doesn't, you know, Bree doesn't like football. Right. At all. I've been trying to get her to wear Steelers shirt, just a T-shirt. Put, put this on. <laughs> put this on. Nope. No, she's like, yeah, I'm about to go buy a jersey. Jaguars. She about to go Jaguars drop that bill of, 
Bill plus a Jaguar Trayvon Walker. So to your point, yes, they will still be Falcon fans, but they're going to be Trayvon Walker fans, and they're going to buy Jags gear and all that stuff to support. They'll still be Falcon fans. I'm not going to lie. You you know, I'm still on those fumes of winning the championship. Whew. So you know I'm going to support every bulldog that was drafted. I'm a fan of everybody right now. So before I get to that next person I'm a fan of, let's, let me ask this question. What team do you feel met their needs the most? Ooh. Well, because like, you know, like, like little baby said, this wants the needs. But right now, when it comes to drafting, it's about those needs. Who really got the needs right? I got to go with the Eagles, man. Yeah. I'll probably say the Eagles, man. Getting N'Kobe Dean in the third round, and I get it. In the Injury, third. you know, and he stated that no, no team shared these concerns with him mm. prior to draft day. And... Jordan Davis, boy, with Problem. Fletcher Cox. Problem. Wow. Fletcher is still balling, man, even though yeah. he's old. You know, so I look at it. You remember when the Falcons had an older Dwight Freeney? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, who was behind him? Uh, who, who was the new end that you guys had? Was it was it Abraham? Abraham came in behind Freeney. Came in yep. behind Fre- Freeney. And that, Abraham soaked it all in. Yep. You could see he was doing some of the Freeney uh, spin moves that he was doing. Exactly. They, I mean, that line when Freeney there, when Freeney was there, you guys had a straight little D line. Oh yeah, we and that talk was about just that. for like one season. Yeah, but he made it was a there. difference. I think a guy like Fletcher. I think, Cox, I think we was top five in um and um sacks that year. Sacks that yeah. year, and our and our, our our rush defense wasn't was unparalleled. Right. So couple the knowledge that Fletcher Cox has. To, to give to a guy like Jordan Davis, who Fletcher Cox is a beast, but let's let's be honest, he doesn't match up to the measurables of a guy like Jordan Davis. For sure. Speed like Jordan Davis. This is a guy who can run sideline to sideline. Easily. At the size and weight that he is. Six, you don't see six, that. 6'3", 40. That, it doesn't, it makes no sense. So, I mean, you, you, you now you can allow Fletcher to play less snaps. Right. Both of them can really... You know, Jordan Davis, and same with Trayvon, they didn't play a whole lot of snaps at Georgia. They, 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 you know, were a, a committee. For sure. You know, and the Eagles are going to have the opportunity, at least inside, to play that kind of ball. Absolutely. Running on them in, in the division that they're in is favorable. For you sure. know what I'm saying? We, we don't look at the NFC East as being a division that is going to make any noise pretty much most years. You know, the Cowboys get get the hype every year before the season starts. That's just what what that's going to be. But you have the Eagles. You know that they're the team that's done something. You know they have guys that have experience on that team. They have a uh, 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 Dak is definitely the best quarterback in that division. But Jalen Hurts showed that he has that he can win games. He's accountable too. He's a winner. So I I, I really think the Eagles. At least on the defensive side side of the ball, really had a a solid draft. I think the Chiefs low key are gonna they're gonna get some. They got, they got I think they got an un, undrafted uh, free free agent uh, Ross. Mm-hmm. I think he's yep. going to show everybody that look like you know them not having um, your boy anymore, man. That that's gonna be. Problem. Ross is going to be able to step in and make some plays. Camp, I, he's going to make the team. He should have been drafted at least. So when the, you, I, I, so I, I want you to say it. When you say he's going to make some plays, you think he's going to be one of the main targets? Uh, maybe not the main the, target. The rest of their receiving core. I mean, they brought in Juju. Yep. Um, they brought in Valdez Scantling from yep. Green Bay. Who was who's underrated? Uh, they brought back Josh Gordon, but he. Never yeah, know. you never know. know. I'm not even going to talk can, about you that. You can lean towards no. And um, I'm going to drop him on my fancy though. That's for sure. They also have uh, brought in former. I think it was a former first round pick, Corey Coleman. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, so they they brought him in. So they have a lot of options at receiver. Like always, but Ross. The we from what we've seen, you know, if he's fully healthy, this could be the the steal of the whole draft. Absolutely. And they're back there again. I agree. So let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about 
you know, what's going to be going forward. So next year, still is making the playoffs. Depends on who's that quarterback. If Kenny comes in and learns the, the system and, you know, develops, he's going to have to, every young player, what no matter what position you play, you're going to have to, you know, learn things. And at the QB position, you're going to have to know a lot. Can Kenny, you know, soak in all that information and apply it instantly? You know, that that's going to, you know, we don't know. We we know what Mitch is and, you know, we don't know. So For sure. In our division, man, it's tough. You know, it's tough. You have Deshaun Watson in Cleveland now. That's a game changer. It is. You have, you know, Lamar still in Baltimore. They did, you know, get rid of Brown, but that that's not their, you know. That's not their bread and butter. Right. That's not what they're known for. And honestly, I would like to see them get back to running that ball. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I, I say last year people were sleeping on the NFC South. I'm going to say now that y- y'all are – Definitely the hardest division right now. Um, it's going to be really hard to get up out of there. So I'm not even going to speak about what the Falcons are going to do. <laughs> I didn't like Matt Ryan, but what I will say is we're now lacking that leadership that he brought to the team. Absolutely. Um, Matt Ryan also did a lot for the community that people just don't talk about. You know, he, his foundations gave back a lot, and people really love him in the city. Um, so just, you know, replacing that kind of leadership and, um, in that organization is, is really big for me. And I can't really wait to see what's going to happen. So look, man, it's enough about football. It's been a lot of basketball happening, a lot of awards given I want to talk about. Let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll get back into those awards, okay? Stay with us. Just for Pets Wellness Center reminds old-fashioned health listeners and pet owners to never leave pets unattended inside a parked vehicle, not even for a quick errand. Temperatures can rise to dangerous levels fast. Visit our website for more information at www.just4petsfl.vet or give us a call at 239-270-5721. Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on Real 1100 a.m. Learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Then let's talk about your health. Join me for a minute. I want you to hear something. Sports talk it is. Welcome! You're listening to the Sports Shock Show, and I'm the Sports Shock Wayne Candy. The three-point conversion sports lounge, and I'm your host, Mr. Controversy. Hello, and welcome to DNA Sports. I'll just down to D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing the facts about sports. It's Sports Roundtable. I am your humble host, H.O. Download the Real 1100 app from your Google Play or Apple App Store today. What's popping? So here's what's popping, man. That boy Joker got MVP again. How you feel about that? I'm going to have to agree. I'm, I know it's a lot of people out there that, you know, are kind of on the fence about, you know, if Embiid should have won or, if, you know, anyone else should have won. But, you know, I'm going to just look at the fact of the matter is I'm just going to put it. Embiid had a little bit more help, man. He had Tobias Harris. He got Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. Amazing season. You know, some good role players there. And, you know, Joker didn't have Jamal Murray the whole season. Joker didn't have Michael Porter for 95% of the season. Joker's, I mean, what, the best option offensively outside of Joker was a Will Barton who was out half the season. And Aaron Gordon also out half a season, too. You know, so I'm looking at the others that are around Joker and what they were a six seed this year. Yep. I mean, I, I got to give it to him. Seriously, when you, when, when you, all the players you just name, ask anybody else to name another player. Name another one. Exactly. That's why he got MVP. MB. Pazzo was that? <laughs> he played sometimes. Right. Yeah. Austin he did well. Austin Rivers, like him, because Monty Morris. Hyland was one of my favorite young players. Let's not uh, act like he's Bones. not. Yeah. yeah Bones but Bones, Bones is, is hey, Bones is gonna be a problem. For I, so I look at Bones Highland as like a young, like a a, a, a version of Maxi. Yeah. A little bit, you know. They, high they, energy. High energy in your face. You know, make plays, but you know, Bones even is not Maxi. He's not. He's know, he's so. not. I got a I, Joker, man. That that guy, he's the truth. 
He does everything. I, I think mean, he set the record for uh for PER for a season. He, he did the record for that. It's it's he's a, he's a problem. It's I thought honestly Embiid was gonna get it just because Joker got it last year. Right, right. You know, seeing what Embiid did did this year. You know, despite him having more help, at the end of the day, he still was in a sense by himself. I mean, right. he led the league in scoring. Exactly. Right, right. So I thought, which is with that, he was going to get MVP, you know. But again, Joker had less uh, outside of Luka. There's nobody else that has less than, than Joker out here. So him giving MVP was not at all a surprise to me. So the next uh, defensive player we both thought was going to be Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart ended up getting it. The first guard since Gary Payton. How do you feel about that? Uh, deserved, you know. It's, it's you know, just... Shout out to all the guards that are playing defense, you know, in today's time, you know, and shout out to Steph, man. But a lot of the younger guys coming into the league, like they're more offensive heavy. And, Definitely. You know, guys aren't they're, they're not many Tony Allens in the league anymore. They're not, mm. you know, they're not many guys that are guards that are putting them clamps on them, you know, that, that can do. I mean, Marcus Smart can score as well, man. He he's not consistent for sure. as a you know three point shooter or as a you know guy who can create his own shot. But Smart has throughout his entire career made some big shots for the Boston Celtics. Definitely, definitely. When one of them goes down, he's easily the third scorer in the team. Easily. Right, right. And 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 I mean, he's going to go down as one of the Boston Celtic faithful man he's gonna they're gonna love him forever you already know how boston does it yes speaking of boston and real quick i don't i don't even mean to get offline but you saw what Kyrie did in the boston game how you feel about that i man i i don't i don't i don't speak on Kyrie no more man <laughs> i don't i don't speak on Kyrie anymore um it, i don't what you think greg <laughs> <laughs> um I think all of his frustration and, and anger for all the all the antics from game one. For sure. He didn't have anything left for the rest of the series. Yeah. Because he had he had 39 in game one. I don't know if he broke 20 the rest of the series. He did. Um and I understand like where where the fans are coming from, like for their uh I'll say their their ire towards Kyrie. <laughs> um you know, but just because, you know, how the fans are reacting, what he did still, I understand, like, well, I'm giving that same energy back. It's not required. Right, you, right, no right. one asked you to do that. We're, we we just want to see you play. Right. right. And when you're on the road, that's what you have to deal with. That's part of it. Definitely. But his reaction was, was unnecessary. I get it, but no one asked you for that. So... And it took away from the, it took away from the rest of the team. It did. It and did. And it's he's been taken away from the team the whole season. Right. right. Hey, you know, was it appropriate? No. Has he been taken away from the team all season? Yes, by not playing. So his antics really, they're really not welcome. But the play devil's advocate, how much are these players supposed to take from the fans? Yeah, I, I I I I gotta say, man, you know, even you know, Chris Paul just had a little um, hiccup with the fans, with his family uh, yesterday, you know, and I I told I told NATO earlier uh, today that hey, man, like these these fans are out of control, bro. They really are. Go to the game, have fun, you know. They're gonna. It's gonna get to the point where they're gonna stop serving alcohol, or you know what I'm saying. Stop serving alcohol after the first quarter. <laughs> right. Right, right. Like you know, uh, it's gonna be like a two drink minimum. It's gonna something like what 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 gives fans the right to to put your hands on someone or For sure. to say something that's just so out of bounds. Uh, this, that's not the society that we live in. Like there, know? there's definitely a line. Like the, what happened with Chris Paul's family, that did cross a line. Definitely. Um, but some, sometimes it seems like uh, some athletes think the line is like in a different place. Like if I'm watching the game and I say like, you know, if I'm a Boston fan, I'm like, Kyrie, you're trash. <laughs> Me just saying you're trash is enough to for me to get the, the double birds from him. Exactly. And I think there's like there's there's a lot more that a fan could do that would that should get that response. Right, right. So 
I think in some cases, the fans don't think they're getting their money's worth, so they go even farther than they need to. <laughs> uh, but it's the fans are going too far, and we For and sure. we, we've seen it with Kyrie a lot. Where you know last year the the water bottle, uh, yeah, that was, him, that was ridiculous. Um, to what poured popcorn on uh, Russell Westbrook, and now we have to wonder like Chris Paul's family can't sit behind the bench in a, in a road game. They have to be in a suite with extra security right? right. because fans are going to come after the players' families as well. That's just... So they, they are crossing the line as far as contact with the players. But even though like it, it may seem unreasonable a little bit to ask players to stay professional, yeah, you may see, I think you, you're going to see more incidents like uh, with uh, Nurkic from the Blazers Mm-hmm. wasn't even in the game right, right. But he went to that guy making jokes who, who had barely been making jokes about his mom and grandma sure. you know and took his phone and, and threw it you you may see more incidents like this you're going to see more reactions from players because fans are going to go uh they're they're going to cross that line definitely right, right. more so like you know when you you know these guys play eighty two games regular season they they so half of those games are on the road and that's a lot of games a lot of things happen and you know sometimes it could be just a buildup of some things that it's like man we tired of this bro for sure I mean speaking of Nurkic I mean imagine what he's dealing with back home you know and that's what, what you you have to be cognizant of every little thing you're doing like you might be making a joke but that joke he's dealing with some real stuff back home you know what i'm saying so talking about his family can be triggering and i believe fans should face some kind of consequence i listened to gilbert arena's talk uh, last night about this i was i'm always watching podcasts and you know million dollars worth of game and just different clips of like ogs and every on every level so they asked him about the Kyrie flipping off Boston and you know how he felt about it and he was just like you know here we are getting fined 75 100k every time we do something like this but the fan doesn't get fined anything so it's pretty much motivating them to continue to do it right right getting banned from the arena right to me doesn't really and how do you even know they really get banned like it's not like you're giving a list of people that's been banned it's not like anyone's really checking at the when you're with your entry ticket like we don't know tickets for a different seat right we we, we have no idea what someone else could have bought the tickets and gave them to them and right i I don't know how it all works you know but the fans there should be some type of you know because if if it's just you know we're going to ban you like that's like telling a kid, like, all right, you can't do that, and there's no discipline behind it. And right. then it's like, well, I'm going to go do it again. Cause. Exactly. And he, the last thing he said was, think about this, the owner of, of, of the Celtics. How do you think they feel about it? If anything, they're happy. <laughs> Y'all want court seats? Like, let me put you closer. Keep getting these these boys kicked out. Keep getting them fined because the more they get fined and kicked out, the more we got a chance of winning. So I mean, th- th- there's really no bar there, and I, I I don't know how you gauge that. I don't know how you stop it. I just know it's wrong. <laughs> I had to get into that, man. I know we just kind of veered to the love a little bit, but I want to talk about it. But let's keep, keep us going with the awards. So my my my, my young Buck Scotty Barnes got rookie of the year. Um, you know, we all had a consensus. I think we said Evan Mobley, but we all agreed that Scotty deserved it. For sure, like Scotty, it, it wasn't a right or wrong answer there. I don't think. Um, Scotty, I think, had some injuries at the end of the season. Um, but, you know, I, you could have gone either way there. For sure. I, I'm happy Scotty got it. I think when you talk about team value, yeah, Evan, I think, holds a little more value. But the value that Scotty had is we didn't know he had this much value. Let, let, let's be honest here. I mean, we, we played him, you can play him at the three, you can play him at the four. Take Siakam like out, two. play small, I mean, they, play him I think, they, yeah, I think they were having him as like a primary when, ball handler. Well, yeah, when times. Van Fleet goes down, he's a primary ball handler. Every time Van Fleet went down, you saw Scotty had eight plus assists every time that, that happened. So I'm shout out to Scotty, man. He's a he's a true baller. Um, I'm looking forward to see what he he, he gets going yeah, for. I think he's gonna grow up, grow into a nice nice guy, nice player, man. I like Scotty a lot. Uh, sixth man of the year. Um, no surprise, you're Tyler Hero. Let's let's talk about Tyler. Uh, you know, I like Tyler. He's a he's a pure scorer. I just think Tyler has to be a little bit more consistent, especially here in the playoffs. Right. You know, this is you know we've seen Tyler for you know a little bit now, and I think he does have moments where he Falls plays off. like this. Yeah. Um, but definitely deserve, man. I mean, he, the, the Heat, how they had their lineup 
you know, bringing in Lowry allowed them to keep Hero coming off the bench. Definitely. And it helps their team. Like For It sure. helps their rotation because the Heat is one of those teams that's kind of like the Bucks. They're really good, but at certain times they have problems scoring. Yep. And so having a guy like Tyler Hero to come off the bench, instant offense, he just I think he has to be a little bit more consistent. But I he I think he deserved it. I think he deserved it. Most improved player. Um this category was a little bit confusing for us cuz we felt like, you know, Ja was a little bit too high to even be considered here. But I had to kind of take a step back and think, okay, last year, was Ja a star or was Ja a superstar? And I think last year I can say that Ja was a star, okay? And I think this year showed us that Ja was a superstar. So when you think about it like that, you know, improvement can vary on, on any kind of level. It can be from a moderate to a great player, from a from a really bad player to a moderate, from a star to a superstar. So when you think about it like that, I can understand why Ja got, you know, the most improved player. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I just thought he, it, it, the award wasn't for a guy like him. Yeah. You know, I think Josh should have been in the MVP conversation. For sure. You know, I mean, look at the guys who were in that conversation. Yeah, they. I, I would put them over Josh. Yeah. But Josh's the next person on that list. For sure. You know. Do you think this is similar to when, um, I believe Giannis is one most improved player. Definitely. And um, I'm Tracy McGrady yep, on right, it. Right. Yep. So, I mean, it's not uncommon for someone to is ascending exactly. like he is to win the award. Um, but in the spirit of what the award is, is Devin Bain, if anything, on a team yeah, forgot right, that. Right, you know, right, right. And, and I mean, and he presented him with the, the award, award. Yep. You know, because I mean. I think Ja kind of was like, bro, like this is crap. Because with with no Bane, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It does like, not. We're not looking at the Grizzlies right now. If Desmond Bane doesn't play the way he did this year, for sure. Just for not sure. not with Jaron Jackson being a foul trouble guy. You know, he was he fouled out. I, I I would be willing to bet he fouled out more than anybody else in the league this season. So I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> I, I I just have a feeling he he stays in foul trouble consistently and you know so that's your next best player for sure you know and so Bane easily easily coach of the year who's gonna get it oh it's already been handed out but oh they they, 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 handed they it finally out. did it yeah Monty is it Monty, Monty? it's Monty okay yeah, that's deserved. who I was yeah deserved uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of Monty man I just listen to the timeouts man listen right. to the huddle the command that he has for sure how he speaks to the team yeah you know I I'm all I, Monty is by far my favorite coach in the NBA right now ah uh, I'm gonna agree just for the sake of I, I, I see what they're doing as an organization. Um, I do listen to the timeouts. You know, I listen to the after game speeches. Yo, if anybody can get you, you know, motivated, Monty does. And he doesn't do it with, like, so much aggression. Right, right. It's, he is the most calm. He's always in the – I like that. He's just always even killed. For sure. No, doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. Yeah. You're not going – they could, you know, they, they, they could be getting smacked in the mouth. And he's just like, hey, guys, hey, it's okay. All right, so we know what we have to do. Got to box out, guys. We're going to go out here and box out. You know, let's get it done. Now we got to just see if his team can match him and if that coach of the year is going to lead him to success. So this leads me to playoff basketball, man. It's been a lot of good series. So far, I'm going to go ahead and say, and I called it last episode, that that Minnesota-Memphis series was by far, for me, for me personally, was my most exciting uh, series. Yeah, so far that series was pretty lit, man. You got You got the... That was just uh, you, you have all those young players in the right. court at the same time, and you, you just know the game is going to be so much faster than you know watching even watching like uh, Miami and uh, Philly play for sure. The, the game speed is it, on a whole different. other level. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Memphis and Minnesota they're both they both were the, the leading uh, team scorers, right? They scored the most points in the game this season. I believe that's the case. They had the most powerful offenses this year. So just seeing them go at it was was interesting for me to see. Um, didn't Shaq, Barkley, oh, Kenny, they said Minnesota's going to win this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I kind of picked Minnesota to win that series, too. Um, just on the fact that I thought uh, Steven Adams not being there. Was Adams in that series? 
Adams was not in. Uh, they decided to go more with Clark. Yeah, he he played game one and two. It was just a bad match. It, it was right. regard town. Had, it was like too I knew much. I was going. And then I, I, I what I thought was it was just going to be too much. Like you had D'Lo, you got Edwards, and I really don't believe in Memphis past Ja. You know, at, at, in the playoff level, For like sure. I like Bain. You know, I like Jackson, but I don't like them right now. It like doesn't at this time of year. Watching them sometimes, I it it just it's unorthodox. Sometimes they play a lot of ISO ball. Um, they're taking a lot of shots early in the shot clock. Um, so so with that being said, I thought the same thing. What you slept on, who you slept on, was was Clark. You did not know that he was going to come in and be a piece like that. Yeah, because I mean, I'm, you know, we 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 do we do fan duel all year, we man. Know this. And we we Brandon Clark did not play like this during the season. He didn't. Like Brandon Clark was coming off the bench and not really doing much. And you know, that's kind of been like the story of his career. You know, he gets the opportunity, and you know, he'll come in and be serviceable. You know, as a role player, but. He's definitely stepped up in the playoffs, man. They they needed him to, especially with Jaron Jackson's had foul trouble in the playoffs, and so it hasn't. He's had to step in for more than just, you know, Adams, but Jaron Jackson. <laughs> what is Jaron Jackson gonna do about his foul trouble? Did you look that up, Greg? Man, they they're not letting me try find it. Um, he was. That's Jaron Jackson. He he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he was third. In the league in fouls per game, okay, uh, mm. behind Jay Sean Tate and Carl Anthony Towns. Jay Sean Tate do be hacking. Yeah, he be. Uh, <laughs> Am I gonna lie? Young Buck be hacking, which is why his production numbers started to fall too, because he just couldn't play that many minutes in the game. I don't know if you noticed that during duel, his numbers continued to fall yeah. and fall and fall because yeah. the boy was out there hacking. Because yeah, we were like, dog man, we could get him for forty four. Let me go ahead and throw that. Go ahead and throw, throw him. him you know, he's gonna give me a little thirty five point on duel. Thirteen minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> they got five five before halftime, but that's because they had to play him in the four role a lot. You know, with Wood going down often, he had, he had to play out his natural spot of the three, playing the four, which is why he got into foul trouble. Honestly, so right okay, now, I found it. Uh oh, he only fouled out three times. Really, really, and the most was actually Jaden McDaniel's from the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. He fouled out eight times. Okay, I'm actually shocked because I feel like I saw him foul out twice in the playoffs so far right now. Yeah, he did just foul out. He just fouled out last, last game. But that might just be regular season two. But but still, I, I, I would. He had an astronomical amount of fouls this year. He had to because they were ta- they were. Ta- I mean, they were. That's all the. That's all they were talking about, man. What do you think they tell him in the locker room? Do you think they? Because I mean, if he's in it, he'll he'll foul out. But the man will have about five blocks, three steals. Right, right, and that and that that's the. I mean, you know, being too aggressive defensively. Like you don't, you don't have to block everything. Like right. that was an issue with like with Hassan Whiteside in Miami. Right. He tried to block everything. But with trying to block everything, now you're out of position. Right. For no board. And now someone's un- someone's underneath the basket all by themselves. Definitely. So that could be part of it that he's he's trying to block everything and get himself out of position or he'll foul somebody shooting or something like that. So he's just uh, too important for them. Yeah. To to get that many fouls like he, he just he's way too he has to understand that he's the number two guy there yeah his offense i don't know if, if y'all pay attention to him but his offense is just as good as his defense bro he can stretch the floor he can stretch he can shoot quick he shots is, i mean he can make free throws he can handle the ball right so i you know he needs to make sure that he can at the very least with the especially with what memphis if he was the third or fourth option right then okay you know like if that's what you know but you're the second guy i need number you. two i need we need dos i know i know ja has to you know ja, 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 ja gonna get him right next season though. i don't know man i i, I think he got the it's passion. That's what it is. That's why I'm not mad at it. It's not like he just out here just fouling because he just a mean. He he passionate, y'all. Right, right. He's not PJ Tucker in it. Nah, he not PJ Tucker. He's not trying to bully ball you. He really just passionate. He out there hype. He just lose. He he loses himself in it. You can tell when he goes to the bench. He really when the foul is called, you can see him literally snap out of it like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I was a little too hype. All right, bet I go sit on the bench again. My bad. I got three in the first. Okay, cool. I calm down. Bring back in the third. <laughs> yeah. So man. So look, man, our Hawks, man. Um, we did not go on that magical run like last year, but let's be honest, we were a bit hurt. We didn't have our pieces. Sure. So if we did have our pieces, 
how far do you think we would have gotten? I think it would have been the same outcome. Yeah. I think we got a bad matchup. Yeah. You know, going against the Heat, the Heat are problem. a problem. They are a solid team, and Jimmy Buckets Yo. is real. He's, he's not playing. You know, they, they have a lot, and, and I'm a big fan, so, you know, we, we talked about Coach of the Year and Monty Williams being my clear number one. Talk about Spolstra. Spolstra. Yeah. The job that he does as a coach year in and year out. Right. I mean, they're, the Heat haven't been the team that people talk about at the beginning of the season as being a contender. Right. But every year they're there like they have the opportunity to take the next step to get there and Spolster is a big reason for that I'm not gonna lie I, I definitely didn't see this happening with with Miami I thought the team that would be doing what they're doing is Chicago honestly injuries they got hit with the injuries too. you know um but and that's the thing speaking of injuries Miami had injuries all season long but if you notice, that was never like a, a like a, a crutch for them. Like it never held them back. We never really sit here and talk about, oh, Jimmy Butts is down, so they're not going to do this. Oh, Tyler Hero's down. Oh, Kyle Lowry's down. I mean, everyone at Depot's been out all season. You know what I'm saying? Y'all forgot about that piece there. And they've been still winning. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about Depot because he is one of my favorite twos out there that's been kind of hurt. Now with Depot getting healthy, and you see they don't have to speed this, this uh, recovery time because they got the pieces they need. How important of a piece is he right now? Uh, right now is huge. You know, when you have a guy like Hero who sometimes can be inconsistent, right? you have another guy that you know can put the ball in the basket. Yeah, he, he probably can't play big minutes, at, you know, but he's healthy. Yeah. He looks good, making some shots. I mean, he's, he's never been a great defender, but coming off the bench – if you, any team would be glad to have Victor Oladipo coming off their bench. You know, I get it. He has been hurt a lot. He has. But for the right now, for the at least, the, I can't speak on what's going to happen with them next year. <laughs> for right now, the Heat need him. Yeah. Kyle Lowry has been hurt. Off and on, even in the playoffs, hurt he's boy. missed the game in the playoffs. Already. Oh, that boy always hurt, man. If you if you watched the game yesterday, he pulled his like his, his hamstring was. There were times where he was. Holding Kyle, his hamstring. will you please stretch more? My guy, my guy, you know my guys. You know he he's he gonna be about it there soon, man. You know he is because because he's just so hard with his body, and you know look, man, I. I only clown Lowry because like everybody does it and it's hilarious. But like, let's be real. I like Kyle. Oh yeah, man, he's a dog. He and, really and, is. And that is the, that is the reason why the Heat are always in the picture. Right. The mentality that they have. You have Jimmy. Philly you boy. have Kyle. You have Bam. Bam. These guys. You have PJ Tucker. You have. Their team is full of the same type Hit of us. players. They dogs. They're not playing no games with y'all. So you know what that brings, man. You get to the playoffs, everything shrinks. You know, yep. guy, you know, guys playing defense now. It's a little bit tougher to get th- those baskets, and that's when teams like Miami can really. But but they had they had one of the best records in the league this year too. So, so go ahead, go ahead and say it. Who who's coming out of the East? So I'm gonna go ahead and put an asterisk by the Bucks, and and it be because of Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton can come back and, you know, not have to, you know, work his way back in. If he can come back and just pick up where he left off, you know, pick up being Chris Middleton, the Bucks. Just because of the ability to spread the ball and the fact that you can't stop Giannis at all. You have a guy like Drew Holiday who can be your on-ball defender and give you 20. Giannis is a defensive player of the year candidate. Every year he's going to be that. Every year he's in the league. And MVP. And MVP. And Giannis is unstoppable. Yeah. Giannis is the, like, Joker won the MVP, and I think he deserved it. But Giannis is unstoppable. Giannis can put your team in foul trouble. Like, he can affect the game in other ways that Joker can't. Defensively. Right. I mean, he can... He just does so much. I never, ever, ever, ever count Giannis out. But I did think him not being able to be a shooter was going to be a problem. Like, we always think, right? I thought, you know, he can't really spread the floor. 
lot of bigs are spreading the floor now. You know, you can go into zones. You can double. You can throw it in a player that just wants to foul and stop Giannis. But at the end of the day, none of that's working. Bro is doing Euro steps from the three-point line. <laughs> like, he's picking his dribble up at the three-point line and taking two steps and dunking the ball. Greg, who's coming out the East for you? Um, man, there's a case for all four of those teams right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have to agree. Uh, if Boston, you know, the way that Milwaukee plays defense, their defense is we're not letting you get in the paint. Yeah. We'll give you all the open threes you want. If Boston starts hitting some threes, they get scared. that's trouble. Yeah. <laughs> that's trouble for Milwaukee. Um, and then with Boston, they kind of play the same way. Right. We're not going to let you get in the paint. Um, so it'll really be whoever can shoot the best, uh, whoever shoots well out of that. Um, with Philadelphia, somebody, I felt like with the last two games, in game three, Danny Green made seven three-pointers. And that was huge for he them. He was on my door on a better day, too. Right. And Embiid, he was, he was out lost. there. There was a presence. But he didn't do a whole lot. And then in game four, it wasn't a whole lot from Embiid, but James Harden, who seemed to have sleptwalked through the yeah. first two rounds of playoffs, <laughs> that boy James, <laughs> almost man. had a triple-double. So if there's some consistency from someone besides Embiid, Philly can win that series. For sure. And with Miami, like you said, they there's a Tyler Hero needs to be consistent with, with uh, when he gets in the game. They need to find a way to get easy baskets. Jimmy's doing a lot of work out he's there. Doing he's doing a whole lot. lot. He's making he, baskets. He, someone's got to help see him. Some on of the offense. baskets he's making, tough, tough shots, tough I mean, shots, tough. <laughs> we, we don't even look at Jimmy as being a scorer, scorer like, like that. that boy like, creating shots. Bro, I know his nickname is Jimmy Buckets, but bro, like he's big. He's, he's covered. Yeah, they are like they're playing him. defense. He's not getting open looks. He is making difficult shot after right. difficult shot, and he's shooting the three ball well. You know how you forget that though, because Jimmy is just not a selfish player. He's never been a selfish player. To be to be real with you, Jimmy is a pass first kind of guy. Absolutely, honestly. So I think when he plays like that through the season, and you see his numbers, like we're talking Jimmy in the game, like fifteen points, nine assists, eight rebounds, two steals, and you'll be like. Oh, he really ain't scoring the ball. He, he ain't that guy. He but ain't they would have won the game. They right. would win, win the <laughs> right. game because Jimmy did his part. So when you see him going off like this, you forget that, like, yo, I, I can do this. His I don't name is Jimmy have Buckets to do this. For a reason. He's a problem. So 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 pretty much from what you guys are saying is, if the Bucks don't get Middleton back, then Miami's gonna probably. But Bo- if Boston, Boston starts making threes, threes, Milwaukee is done. Yeah. All right. So. Tatum needs to uh, step, take to, those yeah. shots a couple of feet back, yeah. so there'll be threes. Uh, Marcus Smart has to hit them when he's open. Grant Williams, he's been hitting them when he's open. He's played tremendously well. And, I mean, defense. Yeah. <laughs> Grant Williams is the reason why. Oh yeah, they call. They are have an opportunity to win this series, and Definitely. they're playing such a small rotation. They're playing like six guys. Yeah, yeah. Pritchard's but not getting any run. Yeah. No, Derek White is getting some, but he's not minimal. getting anything Derek offensive. Derek White, I thought it was going to be more of a piece. What happened there? If he I, gives you anything on offense, the Celtics are going to win that series. You know, with Derek White, I when they made that trade, I said, man, that's going to be the trade to help Boston right. get them out of the East. But then. He got there, and, you know, I figured, you know, it's going to take some time for you to get, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as I'm thinking about it now, like, that's the pop effect. Yeah. Like, playing in San Antonio. Exactly. There you go. Ain't like playing in Boston. It's not the same. Even though he has a Popovich, someone from the Popovich tree. Right. But it's not not even the same with that. Because he was getting buckets in San Antonio. Like, he found ways to get buckets. I mean, he wasn't like. You know, going off for thirty or anything, but but he Derek did White a few would, times. Yeah, Derek White would give you fifteen. If Murray went down, offense, he would do that. There was also an offense where, like, he's on a team now with two guys who could very well get twenty-five shots each. Right. right. Yeah. So that doesn't leave a lot for the rest. Exactly. Of the team. Right. Right. But we're not gonna get about here. Guard him. We ain't gonna get about it here, man. We got five minutes, and you know, I'm not getting off this show till I talk about my dislike of Luca. And this just happened last dislike. night. Dislike. I said it. Okay. I said sure it. I heard you right. 
look, I'm going to respect him as a player. He's a great player. We, we, we already know Luka, when LeBron's gone, it's about, it's a Luka show. But yesterday irritated me. Bo, how many times I shout out his flopping? His, I think his he said six. Accidental running into people, tripping over people's legs, the, 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 the fall into to, to Crowder. I, I'm not okay with how, that, that kind of ball. I'm just not. I'm, I look outside of Joker. Luca is the next in line of doing all for his team. The boy is amazing. Don't, don't get it twisted. But that kind of ball, you want to contribute to learning from LeBron. But nah, that's not the kind of ball I want to see out there. No, I mean you know, and I'll preface this by I'm a Mavs fan. You know that's my team. Nah. And so Mm-mm. you know I I don't I you know me I don't I I can't stand floppers. That's a big reason. That's one the of the reasons. One. That's one of the reasons why I'm not a Bron fan. It's a lot of. But he a, a Luca fan though. It's a, it's a lot of you know what I'm saying. But I'm gonna say this, man. As many times that he may have flopped, which you said six, I counted three. He flops. He flopped um, six times last night. You said six, I counted three. So that's that. That's that mad <laughs> fan. <laughs> exactly. So 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 with that being said, I'm going to. And we talked about this. I'm going to throw the refs under the bus. Yeah. The refs, and they have done throughout, and this is with all teams, and this is not a one-sided thing. They're doing this to that team and the other teams getting, no, on all sides in every game that we've watched in this playoffs, the refs have made a point that they are players too, that they (laughs) want to be a part of this game just as much as the players do. Stop it. They are, I mean, they're making some, so when it comes to flopping in today's game with anybody, not just, like, think about it, man. We Five years ago, six years ago, flopping, You people talked about flopping on every sports outlet that you could They used to be find. reels on, on sports and yeah. with flop, flopping reels. Nobody talks about flopping anymore. And I think a big reason in that is, man, like, guys are going to, it's become a part of the game, and at some point, me, you know me, I would never flop. Right. It's just my personality. I just wouldn't. But now I'm more like, all right, bro, like, if it's a part of the game, if the refs are not going to do their jobs the then right way. Then develop that skill set, what you're saying. Then develop that skill set. No, whatever. So I'm going to ignore Bo. I'm <laughs> going to ask you a simple question. Who's coming out the West? I, I was I was thinking Phoenix until yesterday. Yeah. Um, the, if the Mavs steal one, yeah, if they steal Game Five, uh, who, who knows? I'm I'm going. I got to go with the Warriors. I, I'm I'm thinking it's the Warriors until someone actually beats them. I at full strength. I didn't want to have to. I didn't want to agree with that. But just seeing just Jordan pull through the through the season. And seeing how they're still able to capitalize on having Steph, capitalize on having Clay absolutely balling right now, I don't see how they stop. I don't see how you beat them playing small ball and running down the floor. And, and they have the kind of lineup where they can match up and play, you know, bigger as well. You know, Looney is somebody who the Warriors have no problem with starting. So if, if they do have to play against the Suns, who have Aiton, and Javel and Bismack. I mean, the Warriors can match up with that. Now, if they have to play the Mavs, who start Dwight Powell at center, then Draymond can just start at center again. Right. You know, like they they can do so many different things. They can switch. They can do like Andrew Wiggins can guard the best player. They started Kaminga last game. They put Kaminga on Ja a lot. Then you know, uh, Poole comes in and. He's like Steph on the court now. You know, you got not. He's not Steph, but I mean, he he come. You have to worry about him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and there was no like we don't look at the Suns. We, we, not the Suns. We don't look at um who they're playing right now. Grizzlies. Grizzlies. Look, you don't even care no more. Right. We don't look at the Grizzlies being a terrible defensive team. Like Dylan Brooks. Like granted, he didn't play last game. You know, they, they can score, but. I mean, they can play defense, but I mean, Jordan Poole's getting direct to the basket when he wants to. Hey, man, look. So I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm, I'm I'm gonna say Warriors Bucks. That's what I'm calling. Yeah, that's that's what I have. Warriors, Warriors Bucks. Bucks. But saying, that that the asterisk is on Chris Middleton. 
Chris Middleton has to. Warriors, yeah. Middleton doesn't come back. I'm saying Heat. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm saying Heat. I think they can figure it out with Boston. I think Philly going to beat, beat the Heat. Ooh. MB was out the first two games. The but heat. that boy James gonna mess it up for them. So I mean, it, uh, he he don't have to. If Embiid gets some help, it won't. It wasn't gonna help him win MVP. But if he gets some help, <laughs> they, they're gonna win the series. Yeah. All right, y'all said it. We are gonna see what happens now. All right. So in a month, I'm gonna ask y'all what happened because that's I, I don't believe in that. I don't, I don't. I think James is gonna totally mess it up, and y'all gonna see. You're gonna have to find out. Hey, it's been real. <laughs> we had a good time. We talked a lot of sports, a lot of football. A lot of basketball. You heard it from me. It's going to be Warriors Bucks or Warriors Heat. I'm going to be right, and we already know that. It's been real. Dukes, Bo, Greg, Apple Sports Talk. Hey, it's been a good time. Y'all take care. Thanks for tuning in on Apple Sports Talk. It's your boy, Dukes. We had a good time. This was fun, but we'll do it again. Peace.